Welcome to another episode of the Self-Doubt Solution, the show that helps entrepreneurs overcome the self-doubt that holds them back from achieving the next level of success, income, and personal freedom. The Self-Doubt Solution is hosted by the freedom architect, Mario Lanzarotti. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share practical insights and tools that help you find the shortcuts for exponential growth and success in all areas of your life. Learn how to build the mindset you need to create a life of true abundance, freedom, and fulfillment. And now, here is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Before we dive into the conversation with my next guest, I have a very special announcement to make. If you're a business owner, I have a feeling you started this journey because you want more than success. You want to live a truly abundant life. That means having a profitable business to fund the lifestyle you love and create a massive positive impact. It also means having thriving relationships with people who inspire and challenge you. Being mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy so you can have the energy to go after what you really want while truly enjoying the process and being able to go on adventures that really make life worth living, rather than just sitting behind your computer all day. So if you would like to be able to have this kind of abundance in your life, then I've got just the right thing for you. The Abundance Accelerator Academy is my new membership community where we host three monthly calls that are focused on helping you improve your mindset, grow your business, and create the kind of freedom you want. There are also monthly community growth challenges that help you build new success habits which you will need to access greater levels of abundance. All of this and more for just $69 per month. If this sounds exciting to you, visit www.abundanceupgrade4.me to learn more. And now, back to the show with my inspiring guest. All right, all right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is Mario Lanzarotti. Welcome to the Self Doubt Solution. Today, I have the honor of interviewing my friend Andrew McDowell. Andy, as his friends call him, is an engineer by trade and a creative by nature. I love that. He spent 22 years with the Boeing company where he always felt more like a coach than a boss, which is very interesting, something we're going to look at. And in 2002, he began his journey of entrepreneurship within a corporation when he was asked to develop an airspace design consulting business from scratch that would serve the global government market. This is super exciting, Andy. And he also has a bachelor's degree in, uh, from Georgia Tech in electrical, electrical engineering and master's degree in computer information systems. My head is already spinning. And naturally, his aviation work took him all over the world and enabled him to work with high profile projects, such as, and this is super cool, preparing the Beijing and Sochi airports for their respective Olympic games. And also, Andy is the CEO of Generate Your Value LLC, and Andy is all about helping people generate their value in the world and spread it in a way that is concise, powerful, and effective. Andy, welcome to the show, my friend. Great to be with you, Marius. Thank you so much for the invite and uh, an opportunity to have a great conversation today. Uh, You got it, my friend. I'm excited. Andy, tell our friends who are listening in 
what is it that you do? Because you know you have such a diverse background and such a cool backstory. What is it that you're up to in the world today? Well, I'd like to answer your question by uh, statements I like to give to people when they go to dinner parties, right? So you go to a dinner party and meet new people and somebody approaches you and says, hi, my name's Sally. Uh, what's your name? And you tell the name and they say, well, what do you do? And what is our typical answer? Our typical answer is I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a project manager, I'm a housewife, whatever. We, we tend to go straight to the career. Uh, and I like to mix it up a little bit and say, I change people's lives. And they sit there for a second and go, ooh, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting an answer. What do you mean you change people's lives? And they say, well, I like to work on people's mindsets. I like to work on um, their thoughts about themselves. I like to work on improving their leadership skills so that they could do the same for others uh, uh, within their team. You know, if they're in a business environment or even in a nonprofit environment, whatever it might be. At the end of the day, that's what I do. You know, I have a title, life slash leadership slash small business coach. But the reality is I do what I do because I want to change people's lives for the better to the point where they, they live a life and have a journey of life that's full of joy, happiness, and success in their life. Mm, I love that. And I'm, I'm so with you on that journey. And I'm so happy that you touch base on these things, especially on the point of journey. You know, I find that a lot of entrepreneurs and business leaders, they like to talk about their journey, but they're actually not living their life as, as if it was a journey. They're more living their life like it's a go from A to B kind of thing. And once you're, once you're at B, you can relax. But all the thing that's in between, that's uh -uh, uh -uh, just, you know, don't want to talk about that stuff. So what does that look like for you when someone works with you, when you talk about the journey? So my, my favorite thing is to go to the analogy of uh, be do have. Mm. So if you watch a lot of Hollywood movies, uh, we think success looks like do have be. I do these things which then allow me to have these things in my life. You know, which is typically the Ferrari, Lamborghini, and, and the five-bedroom house, and celebrity status, and all these type things. And then I get to be a certain way in the world because I did these things, and I now have these things, which then gives me a certain status in society, and I get to be that way. And I try to work with my clients to say, no, it, the, the true order that brings true joy and happiness in life is the be, do, have. Mm. So I'm going to be a certain way every day in my life, uh, live my life in a certain way with certain values, certain ways of being, just being, just being present in life. And then I'm going to go do things that align with my being, which is the entrepreneurial journey and how, what business you choose and how you choose to lead and grow your business. And then I get to have joy and happiness and success in my life um, as an outcome of a certain being 
in, a, in an alignment of the doing with the being in life. Mm. And then that becomes the journey because guess what? While you're doing all the doings and eventually have the havings, you're getting to be a certain way in life, which is a choice, is joy and happiness in the present moment. And you get to be that way through that whole journey, as opposed to seeing the being as an outcome. And I have to go do all these things and have all these things before I get to achieve it. And it ends yes. up being a journey in life that is so much fuller. If you can have that, that mindset and that type of journey uh, in life going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I, I'm, I'm so with you on that. And I want to ask you, Andy, you used a lot of, let's call it buzzwords, mm -hmm. such as being present. And as entrepreneurs, many of us, we are going through our days from one task list to another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Now get to feel good, get to relax a little bit, maybe next. So what does it actually look like for someone who runs his or her own business to be present in the daily tasks? Well, tasks tend to be uh, actionable. Um, check off. It's almost transactional, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do all these transactions. I'm going to get Sally to do this and Joe to do this. And I'm going to do these things. And it's transaction, transaction, transaction. And then we, at the end of the day, we can be happy about these transactions. And what's right. not present in any of the last few sentences I just said is the whole spiritual, emotional piece of it. So once again, how, how are we doing that? Yeah, we did transactions. Yeah. You did this. I did this. She did this and we got these things accomplished and it's, it's transactional. It's actionable. Some would even say it's masculine um, from that perspective, but where's the, how, where, where is that? How did we do this? How, how, you know, were we present in the moment? Were we concerned about how others were doing in the moment? Was there empathy mm. present? Was there love present? Was there, or was it just the cracking of the whip? You know, it's all transactional. It's all actionable. It's all, you know, masculine in nature. And we're just checking off the transactional lists. And, and yes, we can be proud of those accomplishments. But at the end of the day, uh, there are pieces missing from the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree with, you know, what I heard you saying that is becoming conscious of the actions that you're taking instead of just being in the motion and ticking it off and actually feeling into it and say, how am I feeling when I send out that mm -hmm. email? How am I feeling when I, you know, when I made that proposal? How am I feeling when I did that pitch? Was and I, how are others feeling? Yes. Do they Very. feel included in it? Do they feel mm. respected? Do they feel safe? Do they feel loved? Do they feel included in all of that? Or is it, you're doing what you're doing behind closed doors in your manager's office and they're sitting in their cubicles doing what they're doing and it's all just transactional in, in nature and there's no engagement, there's no bonding, there's no inclusion, there's no uh, respect or feeling respected. Yeah. You know, when we yeah. say number one reason that people leave their jobs is 
because of the relationship with the manager. Well, that has a lot to do with the how. You know, how, how do they feel? How do they feel included? Do they feel like their opinion matters? Right. Their skills matter? Or anything matters uh, in the eyes of the supervisor um, in terms of what's being accomplished? Yeah, yeah. That's all part of human need. Mm. I like that you are expanding this idea of being present, not just to yourself, but also being present to how other people are feeling and making it a much more in inclusive experience. And knowing that you have a 22-year background in working in corporate America and in a company uh, that's called Boeing, what was it like for you working there in terms of presence? Because you decided at some point to become an entrepreneur. So I'm curious, where was it when you were working in a corporate company? Well, I, uh, before I answer, I have to put the caveat that um, mm -hmm. I managed a remote office. You know, so I wasn't in Boeing headquarters. I wasn't in my division's headquarters. You know, um, my supervisor was always remote from that perspective. So having inclusion was had its challenges just from the nature of not being physically around right. a lot of decision makers and so forth. I was sort of having to uh, build my own team and concentrating a lot on what my team was doing and the culture for our office and so forth. And then hoping that that sort of fits into the culture that's at yeah. headquarters because we didn't get a lot of visitors. We were a strategic business. We weren't a big money-making business. We were strategic in that what we did enabled a lot more money to be made in other divisions uh, within Boeing. So never really felt included. Mm. Uh, and it was hampered by the fact that we were a remote office. Yeah. You know, they often every year you could count on the conversation about, well, we want to move your team to Denver, which was divisional headquarters. And I always said, that's fine. You'll get me, but you may not get anybody else because hmm. they're in Atlanta for a reason. And Denver and Atlanta are very different dynamics from a weather perspective to from a um, cost of living perspective and so forth way of life perspective and so just put in the plan we're going to have to take two or three years to rebuild yeah if that's what you want to do then sign me up i'm ready to go just want you to know that's what the, the plans kind of have to incorporate yeah yeah so one thing that comes up for me is you know you mentioned the struggle with feeling not being included and now when we're looking at the post-COVID world, it seems like many, many people are still working from home. I myself have been working from my home for many years now, and I really thrive in that environment. I love it. And yet at the same time, there are a lot of people, especially the solo entrepreneurs, that struggle with things like loneliness. Have you ever faced these struggles yourself? on your solopreneur journey? Oh, absolutely. I've, <laughs> I've found times like, all right, um, I really should be eating lunch at home for a number of reasons, but I, I'm going to go out and eat 
grab some lunch just because I want to get out of these four walls, yeah. be around people. I'm an extrovert by nature. So I, I find at times I have to get out of the house just to have that at the very least be surrounded by other people. I may not engage with anybody, but just to feel like I'm part of the world, um, yeah. so to speak, as opposed to just sitting in my home by myself. So um, it definitely is an issue, particularly for somebody like myself, that's not married, kids are out of the house, um, you know, living by yourself, it, it's even more of an, an issue as opposed to having been married and have right. somebody else in the household with me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I recently gave a TEDx talk and, and in that I talked about loneliness being a major driver for self-doubt. And mm -hmm. I'd be curious to know, have you noticed, you know, some of the the, let's call it the dark sides of working for yourself, working by yourself and how that affects your business. At times, I don't, I don't feel like it's a, a major issue for me. Mm -hmm. um, given my age and I, I know my capabilities and um, I know my growth mindset and almost everything that I've accomplished in my life, I've accomplished on my own. You know, so there's a lot of confidence yeah. uh, in myself around. And I've, I've sort of learned through the years. Uh, and I had to learn this to have a joyful life because I was a big worrier. I was a big overthinker, you know, in my teenage 20-year-old time frames and had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-doubt. And uh, it wasn't until I became more introspective and changed the tape i call it changing the tapes in my head that i was playing to mm. myself um about myself that things started to change so I, I can see where that could be a major issue for somebody particularly those overthinkers out there that always go for the worst case scenario when they're looking at a particular situation um i've i've learned that i'm not going to worry about something until it shows up i'm not going to live in this make-believe land imagining all these possibilities of bad things that can happen in the situation. I'm, I'm not going to even think about that to what actually shows up. And then I'm going to get into action to do something about it at that point, but I'm not going to sit here and overthink things. Yeah. That, that's a great point. Cause quite frankly, there are a lot of people that struggle with overthinking and, mm -hmm. you know, marinating the, the possibilities of what could go wrong. And you mentioned something very interesting. You said changing the tape. I like that. So it sounds very simple. How do you do it though? What was your strategy to change the tape and to stop the overthinking and, and move into action? Uh, it, it, for me, it's a muscle. It takes, takes practice. It's not gonna change overnight. It's about in the very beginning, forcing yourself to do it until eventually it just becomes a habit, a habit and it's just natural for yourself. Uh, for me, I would take affirmations, write them out on a piece of paper and I, I put them on my bathroom mirror. I put it somewhere on the refrigerator, you know, areas that I was visiting quite a bit at home 
um, I would put this list of affirmations and put it up there with a magnet or piece of tape or whatever by nature so that they were always hitting me. Yeah. Um, and I would always pick one out of a list and repeat it in my head when I was at that moment at the refrigerator. Then I might go upstairs to the bathroom mirror and pick another one out of the list and say that to myself and just did that for a week or two till it became much more of a habit. And I started believing, <laughs> believing the words that were actually ringing in my head yeah. and, and looking for, uh, you know, sort of um, behaviors or experiences in the day that would reinforce that because I started changing my behaviors or the words that came out of my mouth because of those affirmations that I was saying inside my head. And at the end of the day, you know, sort of patting myself on the back for that changed behavior. Yeah. Because yeah. of the, the difference of the, the tapes that were being said in my right. head. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I, I'm with you. You know, I think affirmations are a powerful thing. And you were talking about the muscle, you know, how it's training your mind over and over and over again. And then you mentioned some of those behaviors that shifted. What, what would you say was the result of you deciding to change your thinking? What was like a tangible thing that started to shift in your life that then was testimony to a new, as you call it, a new tape in your mind? Uh, well, it's, Uh, being able just to go up to a stranger at a party and introduce yourself and huh. shake, shake their hand and have a conversation as opposed to being a fly in the wall in the corner of the, you know, you make a beeline for the drink area, get yourself a drink and then just go sit in the corner and hope that somebody would come up and say hi to you and have, have a conversation or whatever. And now huh. it's now, now it's more of, well, if that's what I want for myself, then I'm going to go do something about it as opposed to hoping that somebody would start that process. I'm going to go start that process. And if, if the conversation doesn't go well or isn't what you want to be, that's fine. Just graciously exit that and go find somebody else with the hope that, yeah, maybe this will be a better conversation. And you just keep working your way through the party. I mean, that would be... Uh, probably the most tangible example I could give you. Yeah, beautiful. So there's a direct correlation between you changing the tape in your mind mm -hmm. and then feeling more confident and then actually showing up differently in, in front of other people. And as you say, you know, rather than wait for the opportunity to just appear, you created the opportunity. And I find this is one of the things that is testimony to the power of changing your mindset. It has a direct correlation to you becoming more successful in life. And, you know, if as a solo entrepreneur, many of us, we rely on creating opportunities ourselves. And many that don't achieve the success that they desire, they don't do so because they don't put themselves out there. And here is Andy telling us that when you decide to change the tape in your mind, you are becoming the person who's in charge of the opportunities you create. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's how you, that's, you know, that's how you generate your value. You know, that's the name of my company is 
if you're going to generate value, you have to create that opportunity for yourself. And it's half of the equation, right? In, in a conversation between two people, you're half of the equation. So the part that you control is you. So I'm going to create an opportunity for a great conversation. It may not realize. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah. it's never going to have an opportunity to grow into that if you don't show up, if you don't, with what's in your control is to walk up and introduce yourself and be open yeah. and be present in that opportunity for a great conversation. And who knows what that outcome could be. Yeah. Right. So it. if you, do, if you don't attach yourself to the outcome, it's just that I just want to create an opportunity and see where it goes. Yeah. And that's so big, you know, this, this, what you just said about not attaching yourself to the outcome, because one, we cannot control the outcome. It's, it's this illusion that we entertain. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm setting a goal for 10K a month, 20K a month, 30K a month. That's my goal. And then, you know, we throw ourselves towards that goal and then at some point we don't we realize oh i'm not on track to achieving the goal but it's all based in this illusion of i can actually control achieving the goal whereas as you say if you let go of the outcome and you just say i'm going to dedicate myself to the process the magic starts to happen and that's when the success starts to appear so i love what you said here yeah so i just had this conversation with uh I call it my peer-to-peer -peer group. It's a mastermind-like group. Uh, we typically pick a topic of the day, talk around the table, so to speak. And we were talking about this attachment to outcome and control. And when you have such a tight grip on the outcome and you want to be so controlling to make sure that it happens, you start to create an environment where you might miss an opportunity for something even bigger mm. than what's your outcome that you have in your mind could be. Somebody could have a really great idea around the table that would take your idea to the next level, but you're so holding on to the control of this outcome that you have in your mind and you're forcing the conversation and you're creating an environment that you want it to be a point A to point B in a straight line that you're not allowing or creating an environment where that person could throw that idea on the table. That could be a, you know, kind of mind blowing thing that all of a sudden takes your idea to two times, three times, 10 times what you were thinking. Yeah. yeah. And in the environment, environment is not there because you're controlling it so much that you're, you're not going to allow that, ace of spades so to speak to be thrown on the table uh that could just take it to the next level and so yeah. why would you do that yeah well wh why do you think why do you think people do it uh fear we mm. talked a lot about it in the group you know what is the underlying fear so i'm a big love versus fear guy so you, this is your behavior. You're, you're holding on, holding on, holding on, controlling. You want this specific outcome, but why? Why do you want this specific outcome? Yeah. What fear do you have? You, you, you have some kind of fear that says if it turns out to be something different, then 
it's all going to be bad. Right. You're not allowing for even something better to show up. Yeah. From that perspective, you're not even thinking that that's a possibility. It's all just fear, 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 fear. Before we continue the conversation with my inspiring guest, I have a very special announcement to make. If you're a business owner, I have a feeling you started this journey because you want more than just success. You want to live a truly abundant life. That means having a profitable business to fund the lifestyle you love and create a massive positive impact. It also means having thriving relationships with people who inspire and challenge you. Being mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy so you can have the energy to go after what you really want while truly enjoying the process. And being able to go on adventures that really make life worth living rather than just sitting behind your computer all day. So if you would like to be able to have this kind of abundance in your life, then I've just got the right thing for you. The Abundance Accelerator Academy is my new membership community where we host three monthly coaching calls that are focused on helping you improve your mindset, grow your business, and create the kind of freedom you want. There are also fun monthly community growth challenges that help you build new success habits which you will need to access greater levels of abundance. All of this and more for just $69 per month. If this sounds exciting to you, visit www.abundanceupgrade4.me to learn more. And now, back to the show with my inspiring guest. Yep. Yeah, talking talking about the journey and how you're actually sabotaging your own ability to enjoy the journey because you're just mm -hmm. rushing from A to B all the time. And I remember you and I, we had a conversation before this podcast interview and you, you and I were talking about masculinity and femininity. Mm -hmm. And I would love to open this conversation up to our listeners and viewers because I think there is a vast amount of possibility that so many business owners and entrepreneurs don't tap into simply because they don't even understand what's going on. So Andy, would you mind sharing with us a little bit about the dynamic between masculinity, femininity, what is it, and how does that show up in an entrepreneur's life? Uh, well, why don't we go back to that be, do, have model. So... Mm -hmm. Um, the, the nature of masculinity is about the do it's about the mission. It's about the purpose. It's about action. Um, our words or qualities that describe masculinity, um, and have through the ages, uh, whereas femininity is more about the being, um, it's about the receiving, it's about the openness, it's about the being, you know, the earth, the earth is a feminine quality. Yeah. It's creation. It's where life gets created through femininity. Um, I think all maybe wrong in this, but I think, but all, but a few handful of species in the world, it's the birth, the creation of another entity in that species comes from the feminine side i think seahorses yeah. are different there may be a handful of species that the male um, can do it but anyway um you know so even going back to the the doing at those actual items in your question right and why i brought up some would say it's even masculinity is because it's the do 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 and business 
business is a lot of doing. Yeah. You know, you've got tasks and processes and things that have to be done to produce your product and service. So by inherently by nature, business is um, masculine quality because it's the, the do, do, doing. Um, but I think we're finding in this day and age through, through layoffs and, um, you know, people are always the first to go. They're the most expensive item in a company and so forth that with the rising ranks or numbers of women that are coming into business that we're starting to see the potential for a balancing. Mm. Um, I, I get a little bit scared when I talk to ladies that are um, in business and in the corporate world and they feel like they have to keep up with the men. <laughs> feel like they have to be very masculine in nature and doing yeah. their job and so forth. And then they have problems going back home because they're still in that masculine, 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 masculine mode when right. what's attractive to the husband at home is the feminine side. And right. so um, we, we both, we both have masculine and femininity in ourselves. It's just that our core is different for a man. The core is masculine for the, the female it's femininity, but um, go back to the muscles. Uh, you're going to find more strengths and more capability in yourself. If you can strengthen the muscle of your non-core. Mm. So for men, that means trying to be more, more present to build your emotional intelligence skills um, and use that, you know, have it in your hip pocket, pull it out when you need it, when you're talking to an employee one-on-one -on -one about their performance or in your relationship with your spouse, you know, I could tell my, my wife wants to engage and has intimacy in our moments. So I'm going to pull my emotional intelligence skills out and use that to mm -hmm. create an emotional and intimate, um, conversation with my spouse. That's what your wife is looking for. Um, it was interesting. I did a presentation to an all women's business group and threw up a slide with the qualities, uh, some descriptive words about masculinity and femininity. And I said, okay, let's, I know a lot of you are married, but let's pretend you're back in the dating world. Um, looking at the two lists of femininity and masculinity, what are your gotta haves in a guy? And the words they're all picking out was on the masculine side. It says, okay, so those are your requirements. In other words, if you can't check off those boxes on online dating scenario, or whatever, then it's swipe left, right? Yeah, yeah, swipe left. Okay. You now have a bucket of a few men that fit all those categories. What, what makes one of those men stand out from all the rest? And they start picking out qualities on the feminine side. Yep. Right. So I think it's, it's important whether you're a man or a woman to look at your non-core sides and what can I do to build that muscle and have that strength on that other side. I think you'll find the world more engaging for you. It opens up more your capability to find joy and happiness and success in your personal life and your business life uh, accelerates. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like to bring it up as a topic. And I, I agree with you. It's not something that's not, it's not talked about enough. It's the battle of the sexes is about the battle of the cores. And there's not enough conversation about um, 
strengthening of the non-cores and how we can sort of come together and use each other's strengths uh, to accomplish things in this world. Yeah, I agree. And, and so many valuable things that you shared here. And, and one of them being, you know, as you said, training your muscles to, to look at if you have a tendency to be stronger in the masculine, then mm -hmm. explore what it would be like to strengthen your feminine side. And I think there's a, there's a fear in, in many of us towards the other energetic center, you know, the masculine or the feminine. I see many men having a fear towards exploring their feminine side because they think, oh, that's going to make me gay or that's mm -hmm. going to make me weak. So mm -hmm. there's all these stories with that. And on the opposite side, as, as women that are, you know, like if afraid to explore the masculine side because they go, oh, I don't want to be like a man. You know, I don't want to be too much about the doing and the creating and the success. And ironically, now many of the clients that I work with, uh, many of the female clients I work with, that lack the connection to their feminine side because they mm -hmm. went very much into the male dominated uh, capitalistic system where it's about yeah. creating results. It's about moving forward. It's about the mission and all of that. And yeah. so they start lacking that connection to their own feminine side. And I want to ask you, what would you say are like some simple yet powerful things that people can do to Let's start with the feminine to explore their feminine side. Uh, I first would say, start with a mindset that it's a tool. You know, what they're afraid of is that they're going to just be totally hmm. uh, covered yeah. with femininity, that that's going to be now become their core and so forth and so on. And that's that's not the case what we're what we're saying is when you get into certain situations or scenarios you have a skill for lack of a better word you, you you've developed that emotional muscle that you can relate to somebody and engage with somebody at an emotional level to be vulnerable and say yeah i had a difficult day and this is how it made me feel right and have that five ten minute conversation and when that conversation is over, you take that tool and you put it back in your back pocket and you sit in your core. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about being totally emotional and just, you know, uh, having nothing but feminine qualities all the time. That's, yeah. that's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is to have an ability to live in your core. But when you run into certain situations or scenarios where you need to have a connection, you need the emotional state, you need to be a little bit vulnerable to help the conversation, to help the relationship or whatever, you can do that. But it doesn't take away your essence. It doesn't take away your core. It's just a tool that's being used in that particular situation or environment that gives you a better outcome yeah. than just sitting in your core all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is such a good one that you just brought up in in saying a simple share, you know, I call it a vulnerable share where if someone asks you and you have a tendency to be more in your masculine, it's like, how are you? And how was your day? Instead of just saying, yeah, good. Or yeah, a little stressful. It's saying, let me feel into that. How was my day? Okay. I felt anxious today. I felt overwhelmed today. I felt inadequate. And for many people that I, 
see doing this, they have a tendency to jump straight from the feminine into the masculine by doing one thing, by then saying one sentence, but it's okay because I got X, Y, Z. So they're already creating a solution, a pathway to going mm -hmm. in, back into the rational mind to say, yeah, you know, to talk, talking the way through it when it's really about, here's what happened, here's how I feel about it, full stop. I don't need to tell you now that my strategy to change that or how that's okay or not bad. I just need to share how I feel and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. To be in that space, to be present, just to share what your feelings were and just like you said yeah. full stop leave it right there exactly and do you have any other things you know you mentioned the sharing is there something else that you would recommend people people who want to explore more of their feminine side um well it's just it's just the natural state of being how how are you with yourself mm. What is your state of being with yourself? So if you were to take 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes in a day by yourself and just sat there, what, what is your being like? Are you okay with the silence? Are you okay with uh, the ping pong ball thoughts that are going through your head? Have you ever meditated? Yeah. Um, th those are all states of being, just being. And that, that's, that's a feminine side, yeah. you know, a state, state of being, a state of openness, a state of invitation. Yeah. So whether, whether you were, you know, that might help you in a state of invitation and openness and being present in a conversation with somebody else to feel comfortable in doing that. I know tons of people just to, just to sit still, to be with themselves for 20 minutes. It's just like, a nightmare mm -hmm. just a nightmare they got to have the tv on they got the music on they got to be with other people they just can't sit in quiet for 10 15 20 minutes and just yeah. be yeah. so difficult for them and yeah. i think you could accomplish a lot and sort of connect with your feminine side without even saying a word to anybody else it's just Going to be with myself and silent with my own thoughts and feelings for 20 minutes yeah. and connect with myself. Femininity is about connection. There's a reason why there's girls' nights out and, and they're always very social and, and by nature because in the feminine, femininity is about connection and relation yes. with each other. You know, as, as, as men, we tend to be the Marlboro man, you know, we're out there on our horse with our, with our cigarette <laughs> all by ourselves in the world and whatever. And that's our comfortable spot, right? You know, because it's by nature, masculine being mission and purpose. I'm on my horse, I'm watching the cows out in the, the mountains of Wyoming with my cigarette and I'm on mission and I'm on purpose and I'm doing my thing, right? Mm. Um, whereas the... the the feminine side where the gather where the community where the gatherers you know when back in the caveman days it was the women that would go out together and gather all the the berries and fruits and things that they could find and bring it back for the whole community and share with each other and make sure this family or community was doing well 
yes. because it's inherently in, uh, by nature in the femininity. Yes. I, I love what you said about that. And, and it's so fitting, you know, this, this whole polar opposite of men looking for to be the lone wolf um, out in nature. And, you know, I got this all by myself. I figured this out. And what a simple, I call it awareness check can do for you is miracles. You know, I do this mm -hmm. a lot in group settings when I coach um, more than two people. I ask them to simply check in. And just close their eyes and to check in and say, how am I feeling describing that in three words? And you'll see, I've started seeing people cry just by doing that inquiry for the first time because mm -hmm. they literally never take the time to ask themselves. And especially now, it has become so easy because we live in this hyper pain avoidance world where there are distractions over distractions over distractions always available at any given moment. And you'll never find out what's truly underneath when you, like you said, don't take the time to sit in silence. And some of the best ideas that I've had in my whole life came from me just sitting. And quite frankly, many times I, I just ask for it. I just sit and I say, God, you know, this is what I'm looking for. Help me you know, show me the way. And many, many times the way is being revealed. But first it requires to be in silence, to be with all of the things that are taking place inside of me. Yeah, for me, they come in the shower. Ah, yes. But, you know, once again, it's by myself in the shower with my own thoughts. And that's typically when the downloads, I call them, uh, come to for me you know for the creativity and the thoughts about either for my day or my life or whatever it may be yeah um and i think uh another point where where does the power exist in your life mm. right is it is it inside here you know if if the power and influence in your life sits within yourself then you have no problem sitting and just being with yourself for 20 minutes but if you're so worried about what the rest of the world is doing and you put the, the power over your life um, outside yourself then you're always looking outside yourself yeah for everything and that's where the distractions come into play or the need to engage where addictions come from and so forth that um I wish there was a way uh, we could change the world that through the school system or parenting or whatever, hmm. we, we could create an, an environment and culture in our homes and so forth, where we, we teach at a young age how to just be still. Yeah. Take 20 minutes to be still. I, I know, I know childhood's about curiosity and creativity, and this is a new world, and this is all new for me, and I want to explore and so forth. And we and, and we need to advocate for that, but we can also advocate for just 20 minutes of being stillness in with yourself and your thoughts and an ability to share share your feelings for a few minutes. Yeah. I know for us men that would be <laughs> incredible. <laughs> mm -hmm. it does it does society wonders. doesn't say that society's eh, nope no because it's i think because at the core it's also a 
ironically, a dangerous idea to many of the, the systems that we have in place. Mm -hmm. Because what happens all of a sudden when we sit in silence and when, like you say, I talk about this a lot with my clients, talk, I, I use the term externalizing your power. When you're looking for your environment to give you permission to feel a certain way. So, oh, right. you made me feel this way. Oh, because you didn't do X, Y, Z, because I don't have the money, because I don't have the solutions. That's why I feel this way. Mm -hmm. And it's always living at the mercy of an external condition. Whereas when you sit in silence, you start to realize, wait a minute, that's just a story that I tell myself. And the story isn't even my invention. It's my mother's invention. Actually, it's my grandma's. Oh, my great, great. And you start going back to like the, the, the dark ages where the story emerged. And then you find it in, within yourself. And what happens all of a sudden is you no longer, as you said, rely on these addictions. You no longer need to watch so much television. You no longer need to smoke the cigarettes. You no longer need to go to McDonald's. You no longer, all of those things. And well, what happens? That's business. So obviously these companies lose influence and lose control. So I think, you know, it becomes very challenging to find this insight when you are so engulfed in this external world. That's why I'm a big advocate for take time in nature. Go yes. there. Be there, you know, ideally, if you can, by yourself or with some people you trust that want to do the same thing and just go out into nature. Don't go, go to nature and take your TV with you, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and your, your football uh, games. Uh, that's fun as well. But try something else for some time. And I think you made a really, really valid point with that. Yeah, it's particularly important for females, you know, being that the earth is a feminine in nature. Yeah. And, it's, and the earth is just, it's just being, yeah, right? I so um, women get a lot more, uh, walk in the woods for 20 minutes um, makes much more of an impact for, for women than it does for men. You know, as men, we're going to go do that 20 minute walk and we're going to think about how can I conquer that ma mountain? <laughs> how can I build a tree house here for my kid? How, you know, it's all about action, action, action. I'm going to walk through the woods and it's like, how do I conquer this earth? How do I get control mm, over it? You interesting. Know, it's like mission and purpose. So it's not to say we don't get anything out of it. We just don't get as much unless we've developed our feminine skills and we, and we can pull that tool out of our pocket. Exactly. Just be, just be out in the woods in, in, in our 20 minute walk and, just like sitting for 20 minutes and just being on the couch, just being yeah. 20 minutes on a walk in, in the woods, which is feminine in nature. Uh, for, a man, for a man, you can get a lot more out of it. You know, if you yeah. built that muscle and have the right mindset about what this walk yeah. is for. It's not, yeah. it's not our core. It's not our nature. It's more work for us to be in that state than it is for women. But that doesn't mean that we can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So gentlemen, you heard, you heard Andy, when you go out into the woods, be aware that there's a part of you that wants to build a tree house and wants to climb the highest mountain. That's okay. Let that part be there and focus on the part that just enjoys what's around you and, and where you are in the nature. Andy, I got two more questions for you. One of them, my favorite question, which is if you could choose to spend an hour of your time with anyone on earth, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, Oprah. 
It's, mm. it's just an immediate answer. I'm an ENFJ. She's an ENFJ. I love what she's done with her career, what she tries uh, to do with her platforms and so forth. And uh, I just feel like a kindred spirit. So I, I would love to sit down and have dinner with her over an hour and just talk about life. That's beautiful. You mentioned an e, e, uh, EFG. What is an EFG? E, e, ENFJ. So ENFJ. Uh, it's from, from the Myers-Briggs, um, what do you call it? A catalog or a structure yeah. that looks at four qualities in humans. You know, uh, E is external, J is judgmental, F is feeling. And I can't remember what the N is for, but uh, you can take a simple test and figure out what your four letters are and it helps you to understand uh the way that you are in life mm, interesting is it is it similar to like human design uh it's not as how would i describe it it's, it's much more surfacey than human gotcha. design just really get into your purpose your the way that you were created like human design right. is it's much more about your nature and your personality uh, from that aspect. Got you, know, you. If you can go to, I think there's a website called www.16personalities.com. That's there's, there's 16 combination of those. So e each position has two letters. There's four positions. There's possibility of two letters in each each is a scale of something. Uh, so there's 16 possibilities and that website you can take the test and Great. find out what your four letter combination is. Well, thank you for sharing. All right, beautiful. We got one more question. Mm -hmm. And that is, if you had a magic cheat code that would allow you to 10X any area of your life within the next six to 12 months, what would it be and why? Oh, <laughs> 10x any part of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, my in my bio, it says I'm a very creative person by nature. So I'm, uh, I'm a singer, I'm a guitar player, and I'm a photographer. And that's where I practice building my creative muscles to create a creative environment in my life. And so I think I would throw it over one of those, either the music or the photography, just to take it to the next level. You know, um, a number of people said, you need to sell your photographs. I'm like, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Other things I need to accomplish first. Right. And uh, would love to be a member of a band that goes out on tour and just, brings joint happiness to people through music, you know? So I think I would throw it over one of those areas. I love it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in, you know, touring the country, selling your photography and <laughs> swinging to beautiful tunes that makes people dance, laugh yeah. and, 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 and feel alive. Well, I, <laughs> I do it every, I do it every Sunday in church, but we'd love to take it to a grander scale. Well, that's, I think that's a beautiful focus. Andy, Tell us, please, what is it that you have for anyone who would like to get a taste of Andy? What can you offer to our audience? Yeah, so I, 
I like to do um, a free offering for folks, whether it's a Zoom call or if you're in Atlanta over a cup of coffee or beer, whatever it may be, just to have a, a free conversation to, to see how it is that I might be able to bring value to your life. You know, whether it's in your personal life or business life or whatever it may be, how can I help you find more joy and happiness and success in your life? Amazing. And how can we find you? Uh, at my website, www.generateyourvalue.com. Um, I also have a podcast I do with a, uh, with a co-host called Generate Your Value. We're all on all the major platforms. Amazing. Beautiful. All the links about how to find and connect with Andy are going to be in the show notes. Andy, thank you so much for making the time to be with us on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think there was a lot of value and actionable steps for our listeners. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to having another conversation with you soon. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate the, the invite. Keep generating your value in this world. And I'm so happy that you're in my life. Beautiful. Andy, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning into the Self-Doubt Solution. I will see you on the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day.